You're listening to a Monkey Buns production. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Alfie Pods, everybody. Hello, it's me, Alfie. How are you? Uh, thanks for tuning in. Welcome to Will I Beat Madness, the FPL podcast that I do. Um, I was hoping to put this podcast out yesterday, but um, yeah, I went out Tuesday night and yesterday I managed to get some editing done, but speaking was not good. I mean, I, I felt rough, guys. I felt rough. That's all I can say. Apologies. Apologies. Was not match fit. Um, but here I am now in the morning. I probably sound awful as well. But that is life. Life, oh life, oh life. Anyway, yeah. So, um, Will I Beat Magnus? Back with Will and Matt and Yordi. Yordi, because he had to call his coach or something, won't be joining us till the second half. But that's all good. It's all gravy. I've got some videos to uh, post of Yordi, actually. Uh, scoring a penalty, sort of kind of in the lines of uh, Jorginho, but I see if I can get my hands on that and post that on to Twitter. Uh, today's show, shall I stop talking? Should we just get on with it? I mean, what we're going to do, we're going to start off with picking through the pieces of my game week four, and uh, what happened was I, I used a wild card incredibly early. This is all part of the learning process. So we're just picking through the bones of that. Let's get going. this week oh, I've got mate. no idea what I want to do I just do you know what I've done I've opened up my oh Christ I've opened up my team for the first time this week it's it's, it's worse than I thought it would be <laughs> 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 so starting off at the points I've got 26 points in game week four which is half the average which I've never done that before I mean I don't want you know I don't want to blame you guys, but I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> to be fair, I made a massive boo-boo by getting so trigger happy with my wild card. And I've just logged on again. I've looked at my team and even my goal, I've got so many yellows going on. And even my reserve goalkeeper, Neeland, had his contract terminated. <laughs> so my wild card it's like they waited for me to use my wild card then did that so that was good fun <laughs> so um i'm a bit of dire stretch but i think i know how to get out of it it was meant to be a long-term plan i mean will you were a bit aghast by my wild card plan weren't you well i don't think i think your wild card <laughs> itself is better than your making out i think like you know, getting Jimenez, Mares, and De Bruyne were all really good choices because City and Wolves should have done really well. Um, and you kept your Liverpool double defence. That's that. You know, you'll never get a double minus one from those two again, ever. Um, you had Ings, who's yeah. playing West Brom. That's really good. You've got Calvert Lewin in place. You, t- you know, you took a chance with Jota, thinking that that might pay off yeah. again. That was just unlucky. So. 
And then James being dropped was unlucky. Oh, that's I one I don't like. I don't think you've played a particularly... I think that's a decent wild card, you know. Yeah. Um, you can keep Mares and De Bruyne, hopefully. Yeah. Jimenez uh, should be fine. Ings, you might want to swap because against Chelsea, but... Yeah. Know, well, well, what maybe. I will say straight off the bat is... Um, well, Son was always going to come back in. The plan was to have... I wanted to make my squad richer in terms of the players that aren't going to play. I want them to all be playing. Sorry, my subs. I want my subs to be playing subs, as it were. Yeah. And I wanted to rotate in my defence between um, uh, Brighton's Reese James and Reese James. So... Um, Brighton's Lamptey. Yeah, sorry. But I've called him Brighton's Reese James because he's... Oh, right. All right. Okay. I was being humorous. Sorry. Over my head. So, yeah. I just thought of it just now. I didn't really think it through. Anyway, yeah. So, Lamptey. Um, and then, of course, Lamptey seems to want to get injured all the time. Reese James, I invested in... I like that stat that you said about he's still got the bonus point despite conceding three goals. Yeah. Uh, but then... And I had Sass... Sass... And I've upset the wagon there with some last-minute transfers, basically. I couldn't take my finger off the trigger. But Son's going to come in, and I might take a hit on Kane. Right? You like Kane, don't you, Matt? Look at that nodding your head. Spores at the moment, I'm really keen on. I'm, I'm kind of interested how uh, Bale will impact them if, you mm. know, it'll change things around to accommodate Bale or, you know, if the team will change to suit Bale, if Bale will have to just change to suit the team. Well, I, yeah, the way, the way I, I saw it, I don't know if you agree with this, Will, but um, you obviously have more Spurs intel than I do. But the way I see Jose setting up his side is the four-two-three-one essentially. Well, you know it's fluid, but it's four-two-three-one essentially with a attacking midfielder behind Kane. Oh, yeah. And I was thinking that attacking spot was going to be reserved for Bale, but then you got Lasalso who could play there, and obviously Ndombele. Yeah. Who? So he could push Bale to the right. What do you think, mate? What do you think? I can see Bale starting on the right and cutting in and using his left foot. He doesn't really ever seem to use his right foot for much, apart from standing on it. So if I think that probably works. I think it's interesting. Alistair Gold was talking about his ideal Spurs lineup, and I sort of agree with it. He had um, Heuberg with Ndombele and Lo Celso, if you're going to mm. go attacking. Um, although you might see Heiberg and Wink, so are more defensive minded. But Lacelso's played, you know, played that deeper uh, midfield role certainly at the start of uh, Project Restart. So you could certainly see Lacelso dropping back, and then and Dombele being the more attacking player. It it will depend on the opposition as well. Um, but honestly, Sane, uh, Sane, Kane, and Son, and is Bale that your nickname is- for the duo? Same. I don't know. I just come up with just, just <laughs> a slip of the tongue, but uh, that is some that is some attacking uh, trio. That that'll mm. that'll you know if Bale is still Bale and he still has a bit of speed and he still has a bit of quality finishing, then that's great. If he's not, then he's just going to be a pain and he, he'll upset the apple cart and imbalance the team. Um, but so then that will then present Jose with a with a with a tricky Jose to make. Jose come on Jose Jose. Edit all of this, please. No, I mean, for a language guy, you're a language guy. You're, you've got the languages, and yet, you know, you do that. It's shocking, really. I, I do. It's force of habit. Years. I just call him John anyway. 
<laughs> yeah, he, he calls Garrett Soke, Gary Soke, so, you know, walks both ways. You know. <laughs> he, said, he said in interviews, he was apologising for calling Gareth Southgate Gary. He said, it's all right, he can call me John. So maybe we just call him John and Gary. And that's... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, if Bale plays remotely well and is like sharp and looks good, then, you know, we've got, we've got a really great team. I mean, Son and Kane on their own. I mean, they look like... Yeah. They look like capable of winning any league don't they those two uh, you fancy a bit of Ndombele then Matt uh, what, do you know FBA. his price by the way do you know his price uh, I, I guess 5 million but I have no idea oh. <laughs> really <laughs> no idea I could have looked but I didn't <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> no but look he's I like him as a player in the Spurs team um, just as an FPL asset and uh, no um, you know, I'll stick to my 4.5 million Basuma, who, you know, gets really, really nice long range goals uh, every now and then. Yeah. 5.9 million in Dombele. Yeah. Same as Lamella. See, that was the issue I had with your wild card. It wasn't that I feel you did a bad wild card, it was that your team was fine before the wild card. Mm. And yeah. I didn't really, I think you could have saved it and made better use of it. There'll be. I mean, I, I wouldn't. I like basically just as a rule, I wouldn't play your wild card if your team's in fairly decent shape. No, I was just quite that excited. Will criticism about it? Yeah, I've basically. And I think I, that's also, and it's true, and that's also like you as an FPL manager. That's also your your uh, your good point is that you're you know bold and impulsive. I mean, you know, doing Rodriguez and um, DCL and Dinia the week before was was a stunning move. Mm. That you know you've got to be impulsive and bold to do something like that. But then that's, that's the plus side. And the negative side is playing the wild card we don't really need to. <laughs> you just explain me on a football pitch as well. That's how I play. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think what I've learned, and I have learned, this is all a learning process this season, of course, is that I'm not going to press any buttons. I mean, but isn't the whole... I was, <laughs> But then again, this is the flip side, right? Because of what I've learned from you guys before is that the price changes. So you've got to kind of make transfers early. Otherwise you might lose a player like by, by 0.1 or something. Is that true, Matt? Um, yeah, well, it's, I don't know if we're still in the early stages, if we know the, if the, I haven't really been following the price change uh, sites as much this season. So I don't know how accurate they are, if they've nailed down the, the algorithm at the moment, but um, it, everything seems like it's, it's quite accurate. But, um, yeah, I mean, like there, I, I made uh, a transfer at the very start of the international break, which is a bit risky because, you know, there's a lot of games we played. There's been players, you know, tested positive for, for COVID um, in various games who we don't know if they'll be back with, with their, able to play for their clubs on time. So there's a lot of risky elements, even more so this year um, with, with COVID. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, it's a hard one. I, I think because the game's become so popular and, you know, th there seems to be a lot more of a, a kind of a demographic that make early transfers more than previous years. So sometimes I think we feel a bit forced to either jump on the bandwagon or kind of risk being left behind because at the start of the season, if a player goes up 0.1 million, essentially it's 0.5 million because... You know, you, you can't really get that. You know, you have hmm. to you have to really free up zero point five as opposed to zero point one. Um, so yeah, it, it's it, it kind of forces your hand a little bit at times. I didn't really feel that my transfer was forced. Um, I knew I wanted Son. He was coming in regardless. 
Um, I knew his price was going to be rising, so I just wanted to. I could afford. Well, actually, I could afford him bang on. I couldn't afford him if um, his price rose. So, but I knew I wanted him. I said, look, if he gets injured, I've the wild card there that I can use to kind of bail me over, which I wouldn't want to use. But look, um, it, it was kind of a backup plan. But yeah, you know, I, I'm never a big fan of early transfers, especially if there's cup games midweek. You know, there could be suspensions, there could be yeah. injuries. You just don't know. Because KDB came back with a yellow, yeah. over there, but I imagine that's just precaution, isn't it? Uh, exactly. Yeah. Hopefully, um, but it's it's information as well. So it's like I waited and waited. Like this is a humble brag. Total, not even humble. Brag, <laughs> um, I waited for Son. I was like, Son, what am I going to do with Son? And uh, the more the week went on, the more it kind of became apparent that he might play. Are you talking leading into game week four? You mean? I'm talking about, yeah, just generally waiting for information before making transfers. Right, okay. Because if you were feeling pressurised into making a transfer because of a price change, and if I was feeling that way, I probably would have moved early in the week and sold Son for Mares mm. or something like that, or done a double transfer and got Sterling maybe. But um, but by waiting, I managed to save a transfer, keep Son in my team, and get his points, and now have two three transfers. That was a humble brag. You're right. It was very was di- And it was the most, it was a really difficult decision not to sell him. I have to say, uh, Will, you did really well in game week four. I mean, you got 88 points, didn't you? You, yeah. you even kept Rodriguez. I mean, I think we were on the same line of thought when we talked about Rodriguez uh, in the I'm sense. I'm still on that line of thought. Like the previous match. I mean, to be fair, that Brighton game, which I did watch, uh, I watched it live in the pub. Uh, I mean, we can't legislate for um, Alex Awobi turning into Roberto Baggio all of a sudden. Uh, I mean, I was moaning about him in the pub, how rubbish he is. And then he, he does a really nice assist, like nice turn, and sets up a nice goal. And then obviously, I mean, I think both Rodriguez goals, I don't think that's going to be a common thing. I think they were just one of those things in a game. Richarlison wasn't on the pitch. Maybe that would have made a difference. Maybe he was taking up positions yeah. he wouldn't have done. When I thought, because leading into that game, we, I, I, what really made my mind up was the fact that uh, Richarlison was going to be injured or looking to be injured. And I thought that might upset the apple cart somewhat. Even one, because yeah. you kind of feel with that Everton team, if just one cog falls away, the whole process could fall. But it not, apparently not. I mean, Richarlison went off, didn't he? And... Uh, like I said, a Wobie came on and turned into Roberto Baggio, so that's quite good. But yeah, he did really well. Matt, is it time to bring Pulisic in? Um, yeah, he's a player that I really liked at the end of last season. Um you know, and like we've we've already said this season, you know, Southampton with the high line, like Will said, we saw it against Zaha in, first, in the first game week. We said it about Son getting space in the second game week and we, we know what happened there. Um, and then, you know, against Burnley and I think West Brom, um, you know, they haven't really got major players to threaten down that side where the space comes from. And, you know, obviously the dynamics of the game and how they'd set up would have been a, di- a bit different. But yeah, I think Chelsea will be like the games we've seen against Palace and the game against Spurs, where there'll be an awful lot of space down that left wing. So it depends. We've seen Werner play on the left if Tammy Abraham is 
is up top, you know, and kind of drifts in similarly to kind of Son. And, and like that, if Pulisic does start, um, you know, we'll expect him to, to see him out on the left as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, I see a lot of people selling Werner this week and, you know, he's a player that I'd nearly fancy to do quite well. Um, seems to be a common trend this season, you know, uh, when the masses get rid of a player, he seems to do really, really well. And, you know, Werner, he's fair enough. He's been getting chances and squandering them, but, you know, he's been getting a lot of big chances and it's only a matter of time before they start getting converted unless he's really useless. But from what I've heard about him, I don't get that impression. No, it just seems no, like, no. Yeah. It just seems like a bit of unfortunateness, you know, unfortunate uh, instances like so. Yeah, so I'd fancy Chelsea to do well, which is a bit of a shame because i got to play McCarthy this week. 2-0, 3-0 Chelsea. Be interesting to see if uh, if Southampton can score. So see if Chelsea, what, what Chelsea defence shows up. Well, you've got uh, Will, you've got um, Che Adams in your team, haven't you? Yeah, and he's probably, I mean, look, approaching FPL, um, you know, the transfer I want to make is remove the weakest link in my team. And uh, that's, that's Che Adams at the moment. Um, sort of slightly depends, you know. There's two spanners being thrown in the works with uh, with Doherty, which I kind of expected him not to start uh, against Man United for Spurs. So, and then uh, Reese James was a bit more of a surprise um, because, yeah, Chilwell comes into the team, and then obviously Aspie goes over. So, and it's like, well, okay, now maybe Chilwell's got a foot injury, maybe maybe uh, Aspie moves back and, and James comes back into the team, but it's a risk. James looks like he's a risk, however good his attacking potential is. Mm. How, what is, how is that situation going to get resolved? Are we, is it worth holding on to James because we think he's such good value um, while we kind of get a feeling for how much Aspie's going to play? Um, it would certainly be hard on James not to play because he's been developing very well. But who knows? That's so. I've got so. Anyway, those are the three risks in my team. I think Shea Adams has got to go because I just don't. He's just uh, you just watch him. He hmm. gets into good positions. He just doesn't quite seem to have that belief that he's going to score when he hits the ball. I mean, there was hmm. that great chance in game week one saved by Giatta at Crystal Palace when everything else has been kind of a bit rubbish since then. <laughs> um, and Southampton's fixtures aren't great. Uh, and it also makes me doubt McCarthy slightly. I was actually thinking about one of my moves. I was thinking maybe I do McCarthy to Meslier or Martinez. Maybe that would be a good idea because Chelsea, Everton, Aston Villa, uh, the next three, they're all goal-scoring teams. And Newcastle being fine in the back. And, and then Wolves, if they can find some form, could be could be good. So it's not a great run for for Southampton. Hello, my friends. Hello. Hi, it's no Diamond. It's not no Diamond. Ha, 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 for you. It's me, Alfie, just interrupting my own podcast. But yes, I hope you're enjoying it so far. We, of course, touched upon Pulisic. In the, and the Pulisic seed is really growing in my head, I have to say. I mean, if you come straight into that team and at that price starts banging in some goals or maybe get some assists... Who knows, but it's a Chelsea player. And every time I seem to pick a Chelsea player, it never seems to go right. Ever. Ever, 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 ever. And you never know with Frank. Dude, just, I don't know what I think about Frank these days. But as you might hear later on, will suggest that he doesn't really change a winning side. So that's something else to look out for. And of course, exercising patience as I must learn. And uh, good advice from Will there earlier. 
So let's get back. Uh, always a pleasure to speak to Matt and Will. And Geordie, Geordie, what am I doing? Geordie will be joining us and we're going to start talking about Everton and Liverpool. Fancy surprise? Maybe. Uh, right, let's look through some fixtures. Everton, Liverpool, lads. Everton, Liverpool. Liverpool are going to lose to Everton. No, yes. I mean, it's at Goodison, but does that really make a difference these days? Who's going to win? Matt, I can see you chomping at the bit to get on this. I, I think Everton are going to take points, whether it's one or three. Uh, I I mean, geez, Liverpool are in a at a really vulnerable stage and we haven't seen this in a long, long time, you know. Uh, I know it was a bit of an anomaly game, you know, three deflected goals by Villa, but I mean, Villa convincingly d- deserved to win the game, let's be fair. Yeah, we haven't seen Liverpool this shaky in, in a long, long time and Everton are top of the table. How much more confidence do, do you need in the squad, you know? Everton 3-1 wouldn't surprise me at all. Are you doing it? Have you seen what yeah. I posted today? Have you seen? I didn't. Well, I, I finished doing the Das Boot Room podcast, which is the draft one. And uh, one of my guests, Tommy Gunn, or Ryder is the name, he, he's very bold with his predictions. Okay. <laughs> and he's bold every week. And more <laughs> often than not, he gets them wrong, but he comes back, he's just as bold. And he believes him. But he did say 3-1 Everton. So that's quite interesting that you said that. Might, well. might be a bit sensible this week, you never know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I think both teams will score for sure. Um, you know, I don't think either team is going to be... Well, I mean, thinking about, you know, Everton are top of the table, you know, it wouldn't be the end of the world if they if they lost to Liverpool. So maybe they will be a bit passive coming into the into the game. But, you know, they've been shown, I mean, their strength at the moment this season is, you know, attacking and creating chances and showing that bit of flair that they have now that Hamas is there, you know, they've got Richarlison playing well. It's a hard one to call, but on paper, you know, I, I'd see Everton taking points. The counterpoint for Liverpool is uh, Mane's back and he presses so well from the front and the way the system Liverpool play, they need to have their forwards, they need to have their midfields pressing well. So if you're going to play a high line, you've got to have pressure on the ball high up the pitch. And Mane Mane does that perfectly. So he's coming back in. They'll, you know, Jurgen Klopp will give them a a right kick up the backside and I think they'll go out and, and beat Everton I'm, yeah. I'm sort of predicting 3-1 Liverpool. Oh, okay. It, it, it'll be an interesting matchup because Mane has had that bit of time off now. So, you know, he should be fresh in theory. And likewise, Coleman wasn't called up to international duty. So, you know, that'll be an interesting matchup to see the left winger against the right back and how who comes out on top. Maybe there's a mm. shout that Liverpool will never recover from this and it will just be all downhill. That'll be it. That'd be quite beautiful to watch, wouldn't it? Jordi, <laughs> how are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you guys? Did you play last weekend? Uh, no, we were already... Uh, uh, I say that uh, our game was already cancelled because our opponent had seven players with corona. Oh. So in our real. league, you can see the differences between some teams have played six games, some teams have played three or four. Yeah, you can see which which teams have uh, players with corona because they have played less games <laughs> now, now it all stops so statistical insight so speaking of corona check this out for a segue speaking of corona Mane had corona but he's back for Liverpool against Everton how do you think Everton and Liverpool will get on 
I guess it's a tricky game. Uh, it will be a tricky game, but yeah, I don't think it will be a nil-nil like it has been, I think, two out of three times, last uh, three league games or so. I think historically um, it's nearly always one nil or nil-nil, isn't it? Yeah. <clears throat> well, uh, only the, the cup games are pretty much goal fests, I think. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to call. Like every game is hard to call. It's, it's more or less a cliche to say, but... Well, Matt thinks Matt thinks Everton will win. I said I, I wouldn't be surprised for true one now. <laughs> oh, he's always got a fence right by him. He can just sit on. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think Liverpool will win. That's what. Yeah, I think. I think Everton are going to get points, whether it's one or three. I'm not sure. Yeah, but, yeah. Their home support, all the supporters. So. <laughs> um, okay, let's move on to another fixture then. Man City Arsenal. De Bruyne has got a yellow to his name, but. I think that's just precaution, as we said before. No, I I just read about uh, something about him. Oh, really? He needs to play with an injection if he wants to play, and he has already said himself, but that's just from a source from, I don't know, from around the club that he don't doesn't want to do that. Is this the same source that said that Saez was going to be dropped for Wolves? Uh, I think that was from one source from Wolverhampton, not from Man City. <laughs> good answer, good answer. Uh, so how do you see this one going then, Jordi? Man City, Arsenal. Arsenal have been dicked by City before, but very different side these days, very organised. Well, they won their last game, I think, in the was it uh, the FA Cup or the League Cup. That's right. Although City were the better team, of course, and uh, Arsenal, yeah, made the, the second goal the counter-attack. I remember that. And the first one was a brilliant goal from Aubameyang, I think. That's right. So, yeah. Uh, but I think uh, City will win. Um, not that easy, of course, but I can still see them score two or three goals. If they are without Kevin De Bruyne, I think it's a 50-50. I think uh, Pep will have one of those strikers back, one of Jesus or Aguero, but I don't think he will tell us. Yeah, I think Jesus is meant to be back, isn't he? I mean, they look a very different side without a striker. Yeah. I mean, Will, did you see the Leeds game? Yeah, great game. <coughs> it got uh, a bit emotional there, mate. <laughs> I just haven't spoken for a while. I think I've already <laughs> passed my cold through to Will. <laughs> I do have a little. I do have a little little bit of cold. Um, I thought it was a great game. I actually, it was interesting watching it. How I was really impressed with how well Leeds did because it was just a game we're not used to watching it was so end-to-end attacking but Leeds I mean they looks you know first 20 minutes it looked like City were just gonna mm. steamroll them maybe but they were so good at getting bodies between the player and the ball and the goal you know they kind of they didn't really give City many easy chances and there was that breakaway Sterling had, I think, in the second half where he kind of, the defender was still with him and he kind of then tried to cut inside the defender and then ran into Meslier or Melier. And um, I, I was really impressed with Leeds. I thought they just did a, a great job of, of high energy. But it's a, it's a similar pattern to what we've seen with all the teams who were in European competition. They just haven't performed well in this first four-week, four-match four period. So uh, Wolves haven't been great. Um, United haven't been great. Chelsea, I mean, yeah, and and, and then City, obviously. And they're just, it's like this no rest, no pre-season. And it's also, you know, going back to, to Spurs and Doherty, there's also possibly a reason why he's not performed quite to the levels we would have expected because he didn't, you know, he, he was... 
he was on holiday when he signed for Spurs and then went straight to international duty, hmm. the first international duty in September. So I'm rambling a bit here, but I think we haven't seen the best of City is the answer. So I can completely see City picking things up from now and improving um, because their fitness will improve, their mental energy will improve. So I can see them over the next four-week period doing much, much better. Matt, do you see Man City bouncing back? Are we going to keep our Man City players? Um, well, I've, I've sold Mara, so I hope the damage isn't too bad. Uh, you know, if it, like you already said, if, if Aguero was back, I think City will maybe defend a little bit better. I know that probably sounds a bit strange saying that Aguero's back, City's going to defend better. But, you know, like we were saying, um, you know, when City lose the ball, their front line is kind of the first line of defence, you know, how they press. And they've been lacking a striker who can press really well at the moment, you know, with um, Sterling kind of there and Mahrez playing centre forward. Neither of those players are... I know Sterling tracks back a lot and with Mendy not playing as well as he should be lately, Sterling has had to nearly cover for Mendy's mistakes a lot by, by playing very wide and dropping back at times. Yeah, I, I mean, Arteta learned a lot from, from Guardiola and it'll be interesting from a kind of a tactical point of view how the game is going to pan out. I don't think it's going to be very high scoring. Um, if De Bruyne is out, it'll be interesting to see how many chances City can create without him. We know that they've struggled in the past when he's been unavailable for games. So um, I think that will be a key factor in this game, whether De Bruyne is able to play. I, I'm not expecting it to be very high scoring. But, but then again, it's it's another one of those games that will be interesting to see. Uh, like just before we went on air there, I was going to say that all the fixtures this week, I'm very interested in to see because I don't think I can pick a clear, you know, a clear, like I wouldn't be confident putting my money on any team. I, I think anyone stands a shot in the way the fixtures are lined up this week you know Newcastle and Man United you know that'll be also an interesting one you know so yeah I wouldn't be confident picking any of these games this week but I'm interested in them <laughs> that's, that's a good thing then <laughs> <laughs> I mean yeah I mean you could look at uh, I mean Sheffield United got Fulham uh, or I should say Fulham got Sheffield United and West Brom yeah. got Burnley I mean Sheffield United and Burnley are both struggling this year. I mean, they, they lost all three games, have they? All three, uh, or did they draw one? Should be like, anyway, but you can see Fulham or West Brom potentially getting their first wins of the season again, if they're going to beat anyone. Or you could easily see Sheffield United spanking Fulham 4-0, couldn't you? I mean, Yeah, Ruben Loftus-Cheek and the other guy, who I think he was playing number 10, is it? Luckman. Uh, Luckman, yes. He looked very lively when he came on last game. Again, I can't really put my finger on that game, so I'm, I'm kind of excited to see how it pans out. I mean, I'll have Brewster and Mitrovic, so obviously I'm hoping for a goal fest. Um, you are playing Brewster? Yeah, I am. Um, Is mean, he going to start? I, Is he going to start? Does he go straight into the I team? Was, I was going to ask you guys because I, I have him too, but I don't know who to bench if I want to, if I play him. If I was guessing, I think he's going to start alongside McGoldrick. Um, I think McGoldrick's... Did he score last game? He scored a screaming goal, didn't he? Yeah, Yeah, he scored last game. He's looked okay for us on international duty. And uh, I noticed Long played, Long started there uh, the last game for us. So perhaps that's as part of a a plan to rest McGoldrick for going back to his club. I don't know. I think tomorrow's lineup against Finland will tell us a bit more. This season, picking players who play Fulham seems to be a decent strategy um, so far because they just simply can't defend. You know, they're not very good defensively. They concede a lot of chances. 
And, you know, that's a good kind of tactic for FPL when you're looking for a player to bring in, see if they have Fulham in the next week or two. Um, it's, it's you know, kind of a sad state of affairs. You don't want to really want to be picking your team that way, but it is what it is. Um, so, yeah, I hope it's a goal fest. I hope Brewster and Mitrovic can, you know, get, get in on the action. But, again, it's another one of those games. It could be a nil all and I wouldn't be surprised. Mm. Will? I am interested in Fulham and they have made good those additions of um, Ruben Loftus-Cheek and Lookman are good additions. And I hope that that helps Mitrovic. Mitrovic should have had an assist last weekend. He played, you know, he set up, he set up, remind me of his name, one of the subs who's come Bobby on. Reed. No, it was... Uh, Kamara. Kamara, there we go. Yeah, there we go. I took a punt, a... I took a punt. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he set up Kamara for like... You know, he had, he had the goalie to beat and the freedom of the penalty box, and he just put it straight at the goalie. And it's like, you know, you need better quality than that. Uh, so Ruben Loss's cheek is better quality. Um, yeah, that chance was created by Lookman. So, yes, suddenly I think Fulham could be a bit better. Sheffield United had the best odds of a clean sheet, so clearly the bookies don't agree. They think uh, there's no chance of Fulham scoring this weekend. Mm. But I'm actually considering uh, Shea Adams to Mitrovic. Because you look at the fixtures that, that they've got at Sheffield United, Palace, then West Brom. Um, I mean, Fulham have got a score against Sheffield United. And, and they've got to win at some point. I mean, these teams win. They do win eventually and they score. Yeah. They've got, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if you're thinking like, well, go Mitrovic now and then maybe switch to Antonio when the fixtures improve for West Ham. That's, yeah, that's not bad. Maybe. Or Watkins is the other option, but I don't know. Tasty. So does that mean, uh, do you fancy West Brom to beat Burnley? I mean, if I like quite like West Brom's forward line, you know. I mean, they can't really defend, but... They can't defend much, but, you know, Grady's a good player and that Brazilian Pere- 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 Pereira. 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 Thank you. <laughs> You're doing well today, mate. Thanks. Just, uh, yeah, any, anyone who speaks Portuguese, he struggles with. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Obrigado. <laughs> so I'm thinking, I'm actually thinking Burnley, uh, you know, Barnes was back for his first match in the last game. Chris Wood, I think, you know, I think those are both good picks this week against, against that West Brom defence. Jordi mm. wants to talk Aston Villa, doesn't he? He's excited about Aston Villa. Yeah. I'm excited about... Uh, Ross Barkley. <laughs> go on in, Jordi. Go on, get, tell me something about Ross Barkley. Well, uh, I'm... Quite sure he's on all set pieces now because I've read some things of, from uh, Aston Villa fans too on Twitter. Not only on Twitter, by the way, because I know you you think Twitter sucks. But, uh, <laughs> 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 but uh, now that Kevin De Bruyne is injured, I'm seriously thinking about uh, a double move from De Bruyne and Jimenez to uh, Grealish and Kane. I already mentioned in the last podcast, I think the, 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 the fixture run Aston Villa got. That's from game week six, no? Yeah, that's from game week six. But I don't think Leicester away is such a horrible fixture to have when you are already going to pick one of the players. So if Barkley enables me the game pick, then I'm not too scared of this fixture this week. But I still need to need to think about it because, yeah, the Bruyne might be 50-50 and I, I still got Brewster, so I can play Brewster and maybe bench De Bruyne for this week. But I'm, yes, I'm still excited by, uh, by Ross Barkley and, and, and the potential of the entire Aston Villa team, by the way, because yeah, not only because of what they showed against Liverpool, but uh, Dean Smith got them 
very decent uh, in defense. And now they, in attack, they, they added uh, Watkins, Barkley. And last year they had like players like Trezeguet and Jota. And when I, whenever I saw them play, I was like, yeah, you can't expect to compete in the, in the, in the, uh, in the higher, higher league rankings. You are going to be a relegation team. And now I, I saw they, uh, they released Jota. They're still playing Trezeguet. I'm not excited about him. But yeah, Watkins, Barkley, Grealish. It can be a lot of fun in the fixture run they've got. Uh, Will, let's talk about Spurs quickly. Are you going to spank West Ham? West Ham are Champions League form at the moment, mate. Yeah, West Ham are playing well. You know, they've got a really tight enough in defence. They've been, they, and this isn't just they had obviously the opening game week uh, against Newcastle was a bit of a blip. But as I say, I think we were talking about it at the time. We thought maybe things weren't quite right in the camp at that point, and people, you know. Noble had been upset with the the sale of um, Diangana. Yeah, I don't. I I think West Ham are a tough. In short, I think West Ham are a tough opposition. Um, I don't think it's an easy fixture for Spurs. Spurs look great, but West Ham are better than Man United. That's, that's true. <laughs> so, who are you captain this week then? Um, at the moment, I have Son as my captain, uh, Kane as my vice, but that could swap around. But I, yeah, so it definitely won a song or Kane for me at the moment. Definitely a Spurs player. Definitely Spurs. Uh, I'm inclined to agree with you, actually. Jordi, who are you captaining? Uh, uh, Kevin De Bruyne was actually my captain, uh, but now not anymore. I think I'm leaning towards Son as well. Maybe Salah, but I don't think there's a standout pick this week. Well, if there if there is, it's uh, it's what Matt says. It's uh, it's a Spurs pick. But yeah, we've discussed that. West Ham aren't aren't poor. They are in good form, and it's hard to call. Uh, so, who captaining him, Will? Who are you captaining? Uh, at the moment, it's on Salah. You've done that quite a bit <laughs> this season, haven't you? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I just I'm still annoyed at game week one. Like the fact that I just <laughs> I meant to captain Salah in game week one, and I was oh god, it's half an hour earlier, and I was still on Werner, and I've lost 15 points, and I'll never get those 15 points back. But at least if I, you know, keep captain in Salah, I'll feel a bit better. And I think Liverpool will, will react. I think uh, Mane back will make a difference for them. Mm. Um, and obviously Salah can still do well even when they lose seven two. So it's not like he's a he's a bad pick, and, and he's playing against Pickford. So, uh, Will, would it annoy you if I said I think Werner could be a really cheeky captaincy punt this week? No, I was it crossed my mind as well. <laughs> Has crossed my mind. <laughs> I don't. I'd like to get some more. I don't know how he's done over the international breaks. I'd want to see has he has he been playing for Germany? Has he done well? I know there's. Um, I don't think he has. No, he hasn't. No. So he should be fresh. Is that what we're saying? Yeah. Or is he ill? That's what I we mean. Don't know. But Southampton a good side, right? They're a good side. I don't. I, I'm just thinking if they're playing that high line again, and you know we've seen players from that kind of left wing spot exploit the space, like we saw Zaha game week one, Son in game week two. So whoever starts out on the left, I mean if. If Abraham starts again, well, yeah. I mean, if Abraham starts again, maybe Werner might be pushed out wide. But yeah, I mean, Pulisic looks likely to start. I mean, you know, he got minutes off the bench, I think, in their last game. And he doesn't like to change uh, a winning team, does he, Lampard? I know there's been an international break, but um, I wonder how much he, he'll stick to the lineup. That's my concern. Well, that's my concern with Mason Mount. So, yeah, I, I don't know if he's if he played just an unchanged side. I don't know. 
but that would be stupid if he didn't change that side. I mean, get Ziyech in, get Pudisic in. What are you doing? So, get Tammy Abraham out. Christ. Yeah. 50p Ed. So good. I mean, he plays the position yeah. well, but he's, he might as well have no limbs. <laughs> no, no arms is good in this day and age of football. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. There we have it. Another fantastic show from the boys. Plenty of discussion points. Loads and loads and loads. I mean, I don't know about you, but I looked at my team. These are strange times. I have so many yellows. So many yellows. Uh, I'm struggling to put a side out. I've just made a transfer. Breaking news. Uh, I got rid of KDB. I know. But I brought Son in. And yes, his price had gone up. Finally, on the day that I purchased him, it was fine yesterday, but it's gone up to 9.1, which was expected. But then you got to think of the philosophy of, well, at 9.1, that's a good price for for a player who's possibly going to have the best season of his Premier League career. That's how I'm seeing it. Okay, so great value. Don't worry about that point one. Um, and the other thing I'm thinking... Jordi seems quite sold on Villa. Maybe not for this game week, but like he says, Leicester, they can still do stuff, but going forward. So I might bring in either Grealish or Barkley. Maybe Grealish, because I just think he's brilliant. I think he's massively underrated. Hmm, but I'm going to hold off on that one. And then I was thinking of Kane, but then West Ham are tough opposition. And... He does have a tendency to blank every now and then, or, or, or Tottenham might have a tendency to only win 1-0. So maybe that's the case. Who knows? But I'm going to have to take a hit. So I don't know what you guys are going to do. And who am I going to captain, really? Or well, even Dean. Luca Dean has got a yellow as well. I mean, come on. Stop getting injured. What's wrong with you? Hmm. Says the man who couldn't podcast because he had a hangover. But, you know, fine. Okay, well, good luck, everyone. Uh, we'll see you next week. Good luck in your game weeks. And we can chat on Twitter. Alfie Pods FF. I'm going to go. Bye bye. Be Magnus. I got to know, I got to be that Magnus.